0: One, two, three, four. You're listening to The Grit Splits, a podcast featuring two brothers, Mikey Puckett and Connor Puckett. We grew up as childhood Atlanta Falcons fans. We watch every game, and we love to break down the film. We're paying tribute to the 1977 Atlanta Falcons defense that holds an NFL record for a 14-game season. They held opponents to 9.2 points per game. Welcome to the show. Alright, welcome to the Grits Blitz. This is Mikey Puckett. I'm excited about this show because we get Connor on the line, get to talk about the review the film session of the Eagles playing against them talk about a few things that we saw that we like that that we also don't like but also you know things that we were encouraged by and, and stuff to look forward to to watch on Sunday against the Colts so we break down a little bit of that as well what I'm really excited about though and what we're both really excited about is that we that we have Joe Meek on the show at the end we we, we went out to Lolly Gaggers tonight got some wings and, and got to talk to him and so I recorded him and and asked him a few thoughts about the Atlanta Falcons. He's he's a 7th grader. He loves the Falcons. He also loves the Bucks. Uh, he He's a local kid here. He's future legend. Football legend here. He, he's a great football player. Loves sports. Great athlete. So it's fun to talk to um, him and, and hear his thoughts. And, and, and we loved it. It was a great time. So we're going to have Joe Meek on at the end of our show. Our first ever guest on the show. So this is big time. So first time we've ever uh, allowed someone else to share Share the radio ways with us, the podcast ways with us is, is Joe Meek. So I'm excited. So give me a minute. I'm going to get Connor on the line and, and we'll get rolling. Dude, the uh, ATL comes home with the victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, first victory of the season. How do you uh, how do you feel about that?
1: Um, I'm happy, obviously. A one and one. Is uh, the great equalizer, you know? It's better than zero and two. It's better than zero and two, <laughs> but um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's a little disheartening when you think about us barely beating the Eagles when every single one of their wide receivers was injured. Um, but that's okay. So our defense looks really good. Yeah, and uh, there are moments of of beauty and moments of glory, extreme glory, I shall say. Of uh, yeah, yeah, no.
0: Defense definitely uh, looked like they stepped up the game. Uh, something that plagued us in the past has always been the uh, tackling of the Atlanta Falcons, and they were on point. Uh, they had, I think, um, were in the top five for the fewest missed tackles uh, in week two. So, I don't know if that is a very common trait of our uh, yeah. of our team but that's pretty awesome. You're going good things will happen when you when you tackle guys.
1: No, I mean that's I mean when guys are are big and strong, obviously in the NFL that is the uh what is it they call it the uh yards after contact, the YAC for running backs and stuff and wide receivers. So um if you can limit those things then uh then you really just got to you can only get beat through through scheming. So
0: yeah well it is fair to say like the eagles were banged up the uh the, the wide receiving core for sure of the philadelphia eagles yeah um has been sh- completely shot uh you have you have miles sanders as your starting running back who's a rookie from penn state i mean that's not you know he's a great he looks like he's, he could potentially be a great running back for them but you know still you know you're leaning on you know some guys that uh that just not a ton of experience Carson Wentz looked um subpar i think he uh he turned there's something. Here's something to give Carson Wentz a little bit of credit, though. It's, it's when he gets into the the second half of football games, you really you feel like this dude is just like, I don't know. He's like, uh, he's taking some punches, he's taking some hits, but he just never he never goes out. Uh, so yeah. it, it's it's really respectable. You gotta love watching it. I mean, I the play that I highlight is that Carson Wentz um, play where he's he's getting epic play where he's getting hit from behind. You know, it's gonna be a smash. Yeah. Um. His knee is about to touch the ground, but he finally, somehow, some way, he musters the arm strength to make a connection, um, downfield, and it was an incredible throw and catch. They have this beautiful shot on the TV screen when they're showing it. I mean, I'm like, man, if they win that game, that is going to be all over ESPN. Yeah. And and if they did win, I guarantee you they would have had that thing scrolling all over ESPN. I mean, that's yeah. an incredible play. No, he was. I mean, you know how much I
1: love Carson Wentz. Um, he was great. So he had, he looked really banged up at times. But like you said, he is—he's—he has is grit, a word uh, we throw around here. Grit—he has a lot of grit as a player, um, and he he manhandled his team into that game, um, and into the lead at, at one point. So, um, yeah, very impressive of him. Um, no, and he,
0: and he's a baller. I mean, he he's a competitor. He he wants to play football. He wants to play a game. I don't think he can last taking hits like that consistently. Yeah. Um, playing games like that. I mean, dude, that is a that has to be a toll um, on on that man for sure. Uh, that's just a, a rough go. He actually really did struggle. Josh McCown comes in for him and actually does it, a was far it, more efficient. Was way more efficient. Took what the defense yeah. gave him. Um, hitting the we were essentially letting him throw everything underneath. He's just moving the ball downfield, and then Carson comes in and actually after taking a break, he comes in even even he came in better too as well but it it was interesting to note just that kind of change of pace and and seeing you know maybe Carson is trying to do too much yeah you know at his position maybe he (laughs) needs to kind of take the realization that he doesn't have to there's 11 guys on the field there's 22 guys playing the game it's a team game you don't have to win the game you can let these pros these professionals uh take some yeah. of the position as well um it's a little bit of a hero ball mentality think... which has worked for him I, 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 you don't can't blame him he's carried the team uh I he mean... definitely uh, was carrying the team in the fourth quarter uh against the land falcons so but man your boy true font had a great game
1: gosh i know that of course it's it's uh it's the game he decides to, <laughs> to have an interception that he has too so um i uh I will eat my words on that a little bit. But I don't know if I stand by him still. I think he still has a long way to go to prove himself. Um, we've paid him the money. And uh, those interceptions were the first interceptions in, in over two seasons. Uh, in about, well, in two seasons. He didn't have any last season. So I'm glad he got two. Hopefully this hopefully this jogs his memory or something. Hopefully this gets some confidence going in him. Um, because if we can get a lockdown corner, if we can get him back to, to where he was uh, three, four years ago, um, then that'll be that'll help our defense out a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, that'll free up some man coverages yeah. for other guys that'll allow Keanu Neal, um, and, and Rico Allen to uh, you know, to shadow and help well, out some of young guys like Isaiah Oliver.
0: Well, what I really so, loved is the the physical play by our cornerbacks. I mean, once again, that you, you got to side note it to the wide receivers where you know they're on their third, fourth string wide receivers, but still the physicality. Uh, that the the Atlanta Falcons showed in that game was really great, especially on the edge, especially from um, the the defensive backfield. That was really – that was something to take. I thought they were flying downhill. They were hungry. And I did think at one point in this game when it was looking like we could potentially let this one slip away, I was kind of going like, we really need to get this win. Yeah. We needed to get a win, a moral victory just to get their confidence, I feel like, going again, get them believing in themselves again, get them in a position where they can go into week three feeling confident, feeling like, okay, week one was more of a fluke, week two is who we are more, and and go in against and play an Indianapolis Colts team who's also banged up uh, and who also has, you know, Brissette as their their quarterback. I mean, and these are – you can't overlook him. He's a professional quarterback, but still – you know, you know, and they got a baller in Marlon Mack. I mean, that guy can make plays. And so you go into week three with a with yeah. a totally different attitude if you would have lost. If you would have lost your 0 and two, um, you're tied for last in the division. Now you're one and one. You can you're right you are right back where we started.
1: Yeah. I mean so the, can, the division. The division throw opened game up.
0: The NFC South has opened up with Drew Brees
1: and and uh Cam Newton getting injured and Jameis Winston uh playing like he's blind. Um, I'm telling
0: you, the state of the NFC South is uh, is up for grabs. Um, it actually looks like the Bucks might be one of the better, better teams. Yeah. Um, a Drew Breesless Saints will be interesting to s- and, and and wasn't was great. Uh, yeah, wasn't great by any measure. And here's my theory: I, I'm thinking Taysom Hill is going to probably take the reins. And what I'm afraid of is, is maybe Taysom Hill is a a secret. Oh, a you know a you know a beast in the making. Um, that dude is very athletic. Yeah. That dude is
1: capable. He's a Swiss Army knife. That's how yeah. uh,
0: Sean Payton he calls him the Swiss Army knife. So, well, and he's gonna make plays, and that dude's gonna make a lot of plays. And, and I'm interested to see if he takes the reins actually in week three if Teddy Bridgewater comes out to a slow start. No, I mean it's I, honestly, dude,
1: I think it might be one of the situations. Sean Payton's a, a genius, so it might be one of the situations where we see multiple looks. Um, where they see multiple looks, Um, the the New Orleans Saints, where they come in and Taysom Hill starts running, uh, not a wildcat. They don't really run the – they kind of run the wildcat with them, but um, start running even some like RPO, but like taking some serious option things. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Sean Payne pulls some things out of the Jim Harbaugh, um, LaMarcus Jackson, um, Lamar Jackson um, playbook, and we see some uh, some Baltimore Raven-esque football um, because they do believe in Taysom Hill. Um, and a lot of them believe that he is, they believe he's the one who's who's lined up to take
0: over the reins, not Teddy Bridgewater. So, yeah. Um, well, and then you also have the Buccaneers, and they're they're. they're I will say the Buccaneer defense is, is significantly improved. Uh, that is a gosh. good. That is a pretty good defense, uh, and they made they made the Panthers look silly. They shut down Christian McCaffrey. Uh, that that's a big time. That's a big time, big time yep. accomplishment for them. I'm, I am concerned. It, you know, I am concerned. I think that team may be in a better position to compete. I, I would say they're better than us. I would say the Bucks actually might be better than us. So,
1: um, I think ultimately that team is gonna it's gonna pan out to what Jameis Winston uh, is gonna do. Um, he doesn't look right. It looks like he's he's not understanding maybe the offense, or he's not um, doing something right with his reads. So, um, if Jameis Winston can get it together and start. Just playing average Jameis Winston football, then the Buccaneers will be the team to beat because uh, Ronald Jones and Payne Barber have showed that they can they can carry the team. Sorry, I lost you, Connor. You still there? So uh, Coach Bruce just rode the back of Payne Barber, the veteran, and uh, it paid off. So um, I don't know we got to figure something yeah. out as, as a Falcons because this is really a year where it should be almost – it should be a little too easy to win um, the yeah. NFC South. It should be um, – hopefully it's something that we can we can take advantage of. This won't happen again. Well, this <laughs> is what we got to
0: ask ourselves. Are we the week one team or are we the week two team? We have two different weeks. Uh, I think we saw a different defense in week two, and, and that's what I'm curious about: yep. is Is that who we are in defense or are we what we were in week one? I would well, like to lean towards that as a fan and as a lover of the Atlanta Falcons that we're gonna be a week two kind of style of defense where we're flying around playing downhill making tackles wrapping up putting in the guys on the ground and playing yeah. the ball and, and making the game about the ball. Um, and, and I like that. I like that a lot. I think I think some teams will be able to take advantage of us, make some big plays on us. But I'm willing to live and die by those things, you know. Uh, yeah. And and I'd much rather be flying around and, and playing with confidence, which which does seem to be the case right now. So it was it was fun to see happen you have Matt Ryan in this game shows tons of grit uh, throws I think three interceptions that is a gosh nightmare um he does not look right he doesn't look like something's clicking but still shows grit enough to come back and, and get this victory Julio Jones I think had two touchdowns in this game he did um, the incredible audible I mean those plays those little screen hitches that you throw you, you got wide receivers with guys blocking I hate those plays because I feel like they work so little but Literally, Sunday night, you got to witness why pe- people love him. Because yeah, if you block it and you blow those dudes up, yeah, it could be a touchdown. And Julio and, Jones, holy smokes, well, the speed that he shows. I've watched it several times. He looks like he's gliding, but he is flying. He may be one of the fastest players. Yeah, um, he's a big really.
1: boy. <laughs> yeah. So he does look – he looks – I mean, on that run, you see him, and you're like, oh, man, he's going to get caught. And then you realize this huge man is.
0: Hello? guy. I think we lost you again. You still there, man? Hey, man, we lost you. What's up? What do you say? is a big guy? He runs fast.
1: Oh no, he he um he had five receptions, so in two touchdowns. So catching every, about every other time he touches the football, he scored a touchdown this game, and that's an efficiency that.
0: signed too. Yeah, no, I, I'm loving that he's getting the football. He's he's making plays. Calvin Ridley had a good game. I'm I enjoy that. I, I'm loving that. I, I do like that. I think our offense is still, as long as the run game is, um, expect, for us to struggle i mean our o-line you know can't seem to block it up our running backs can't seem to hit the right holes and make plays with their feet so uh expect more struggles in the future uh the colts defense is not a joke either so uh i i really when i look at this football game against the colts I'm, i'm concerned because of our inability to run the run the ball now, if we just go pure gunslinger mode and we just try to rack up points and say, "Screw it," we're, we we think we can score more points than you. Uh, I, I actually kind of like that a little bit model a little bit better and, and and make it a you know a ton of, but I don't know I don't know what we're really gonna do. I don't really because one of the issues is is if you can't run the ball, you really can't control yeah. the game at all. So,
1: no, I mean it's it's got to something's got to change. So, um, you know, our offensive line has been banged up. Um, and so there have been, you know, and we spend a lot of money and so a few draft picks um, getting guys to plug in. So um, I'm hoping that over the season as it progresses, if we can stay healthy, that it'll start to iron out as these guys get working together. Um, you know, they had training camp and preseason together, but um, there's nothing quite like really game time action. So um, to see these guys adjust. And uh, like you said, it felt a little awkward again on offense. So we got to see Matt Ryan settle in um, and him and Dirk Cutter get on the same page. Um, because if, if we can get Devonte Freeman and Ido Smith going, um, on the ground, they don't even have to be amazing. You know, I'm talking about, you know, 60 yards, uh, a game, you know, right now we're at, you know, we can barely get one of them over 30 yards. So, um, you know, Devonte has to be more efficient. He has to be more patient. We have to find more creative ways to get him the ball to make defenses actually respect our running backs. Um, we ran a few wide receiver screens. Um, we even ran a few, you know, screens for Devontae. Um, I'd love just to see Dirk Cutter get creative and getting him the football, um, so that the linebackers, um, and defensive ends have, have to think about him coming out of the backfield and stuff like
0: that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think we got to do something. I, I don't know what, I mean, I don't, I'm not paid the bucks. We, I mean, I
1: think, <laughs> but out. I think we got, we got pretty lucky. Um, I think with an Alshon Jeffrey in there, um, I think the game, I don't know if the game looks different. I think we win the game either way, but like, because Carson Wentz was was pretty off at times, Um, you know, but I think, you know, Alshon Jeffrey is, you know, one of the best. He's up there, you know, so he's a game changer. You know, you have to scheme with him. Uh, Nelson Aguilar had a great game um, and he's a great wide receiver, but he's not one of those guys who you, uh, you you know, you usually watch film and say, Hey man, this is, this is the guy. We got a double team, you know, Hey, you know, Keanu, make sure you're shadowing his side every time, especially if there's man cover. You know, like, you don't really do that with him.
0: So, um. well, you know, it's pretty fun, though. It is pretty fun to see us. It's not often when we get to watch it. our defense win us a game, essentially. Yeah, it's, it it's hasn't pretty happened
1: fun. in a long time.
0: I, I kind of liked it. You know, I think this – I think, you know, I feel like there is potential because of the way great, you know, Jerry is playing. Because of the way um, McKinley's playing, because of the way our defense Beasley. is playing, and Beasley—he was, he was active. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, his name was called. Yeah. <laughs> we heard it. Uh,
1: so, Pressuring, he got a lot of pressure on Carson Wentz. He beat his man, and
0: uh, yeah. I think I think I think we have a potential to see one of the best defenses we've seen in, in ten and, years. Just the question is, is. Are, are we cursed on defense or is, is it just forever meant to be the Falcons are supposed to suck on defense? I don't know. This would be kind of fun. I mean, we do call the show the Grits Blitz because we, we are, you know, maybe we are, we are, you know, uh, prophesizing the the comeback <laughs> of the Grits Blitz, you know, hopefully the next Grits Blitz, the next defense of the Atlanta Falcons that holds teams, you know, under 10 points a game. I mean, that would be awesome uh, to see a resurgence of that uh of that team but you know it would be great to see a great defense again yeah. here in Atlanta we may be close to it what we saw in week one was nothing what we thought we'd see what we saw in week two was a little bit back to what we are hoping yep. for and hopefully in week three we just we just shut down uh Brissette and Matt yeah. and T.Y. and just and, ball out and and, and I want to give a
1: shout out too to to Alan Bailey you know we don't we don't talk about him much because he's new. You know, he's that guy that came over from Kansas City this past year, um, in the off season. A bit of an older guy, um, but he had a great week. So after a pretty slow week one, you know, he's a, you know, he's on, he's on the other side. You know, he's one of our starting defensive ends. Um, but to see him come out, you know, he he actually had, uh, you know, he had three solo tackles this week. So which is a big deal. Um, like you said, we tackled well. So he went from having one tackle last week in the kickoff. Uh, I mean, sorry. He had, he had. Uh, yeah, he tackled really well. Is what I'll just say.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I think we, we, we showed a lot of good signs, man. But this is, this is the struggle with you know where, where we're at. You know, it seems like we, if we play good defense, we don't play good offense. If we play good offense, we don't play good defense. It would be great to see it all come together yeah. into one moment, one time, and uh, we get both. Uh, we always though. We always have Matt Bryant uh, kicking field goals for us, though. Always uh, making those field goals happen for us. He did he miss. Sank. He did miss. Uh, like that the was...
1: commentators were like, "Oh man, it got blocked." <laughs> and then
0: they went back and no, lost That's what you in would think. Motion. It must have been blocked. It's Matt Bryant. It had to have been. He always makes them. No, he, he shanked just... it, and it still um, would
1: probably have been good for fifty five
0: yards. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. So it, was, it went flying. Uh, but still, I mean, you know, you can miss one every now and then, All All right, right man? It's okay. We I don't forget. You. I don't. We forget.
1: Giorgio Tevechio. Sorry, <laughs> no. The sorry, was short.
0: Short-lived, short and sweet. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. So, dude, guess check this out. I interviewed someone for us uh, to play at the end of this podcast uh, for about three and a half minutes. We got. We got an interview with the one and only Joe. I heard. So it's pretty big time, dude. That's a big time. That's a big time Ju- baller, junior uh, mayor. Future, uh, yeah, future mayor of Crystal River, future you know, future uh, star quarterback uh, in Citrus County, future uh, you know, future you know D one athlete, uh, Joe Meek. So, you no, know, we're we're excited you know to interview him and talk to him. Uh, I talked to him at uh, good old Lolly Gaggers. That's awesome. I ate some wings with him and uh, and then interviewed him for a little bit. If you guys don't know, Joe Meek is uh, obviously you know you should know. Joe Meek is a uh, is son of the mayor of Crystal River, but he's also he's also a legend in our hearts. Uh, we 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 just we did you know Connor did student ministry with me. I did student ministry. Joe's in in the student ministry with me, and uh, we love him. Uh, Joe is a seventh grader. He is a, a great athlete, basketball player, baseball player. You know. A triathlete, man. This dude has has it all. I'm sure I'm missing probably another sport that he can play, but he loves football, man. He's a Bucks fan, so so we have to we have to get him back on to talk some Bucks football with us. He's the he's the yeah. man. So it's a good guy. Um, well, dude, anything else you want to point out, touch on? Uh, I'd like to point
1: out that the Jacksonville Jaguars are uh, are beating the Tennessee Titans by 14.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Little update. How does, uh, how did they score Gardner, points?
1: Gardner Minshew, one of the by the way, if you're curious, one of the one of the league's leaders in completion percentage, um, is balling out. He's thrown two touchdown passes. He is ten of twelve and he has a, a QBR of one forty two point seven. Yeah, that dude's that is that legit. And Marcus Mariota is three of ten. <laughs> so if you're if you're updating so your fantasy Game cast. I apologize for you, Marcus Marietta believers. Um, I jumped, I jumped that sucks. train a long time ago. He yeah. sucks. He sucks. So,
0: well, Connor, thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on. We love you guys. Uh, thinking about you, man. Uh, glad, glad to have you yeah, on. Man. So, all right, guys. Anything? Anything else? You got anything?
1: Nope.
0: No. Good. Sure. Because <laughs> I'm paying that right. money. I'm so, no, just kidding. All right. Bye. See you, brother. Appreciate you. All right, here's the interview with our friend, Joe Meek. We're excited to share this interview with you guys. You can follow him on Instagram at meek 23 Hit him up. All right, this is Mikey Puckett with the Grits Blitz. I am interviewing super fan, Joe Meek. Joe is an avid Football fan, he does not like the Falcons. Do you like the Falcons, Joe? Yes, they're
2: my second favorite.
0: Okay, team. the Falcons are Joe's second favorite team, so we're gonna we're gonna ask him what he thinks uh, the outlook looks for the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. We're here. Shout out to Lolly Gaggers. Uh, we're here at Lolly Gaggers eating some wings, and and Joe's gonna give us um, his opinion. On what the outlook will look like for the Atlanta Falcons against the Indianapolis Colts, Joe, what do you think is going to happen?
2: Um, I'm gonna think I think that the Falcons are their defense is gonna have trouble with Marlon Mack, but their passing game is going to their their DBs are going to shut down Jacoby Brissett, and then I think their offense offensive running isn't gonna do very well. But Matt Ryan and Julio
0: are going to do really well this weekend. Joe, I like your points. I think Marlon Mack will be a hard, hard man to tackle. We struggle against good running backs. Uh, the Falcons' defense is, is notorious for that. Our secondary has been playing lights out, so I agree with you there. <laughs> um, I am concerned that the Falcons will not be able to run the ball. If the Falcons can't run the ball, who do they need to lean on to carry them against the Colts?
2: Um, Julio and Sanu because I would have to say those are the two best receivers on the team. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah, we, we, we definitely need to get the ball to Julio Jones for sure. Calvin
2: Ridley also.
0: So here's another question. Devontae Freeman is our boy at, in Atlanta. He's been our running back uh, for the last, you know, half decade. But now we got this guy, Ido Smith, and he's playing pretty well. Do uh, do? you do, what, What's your opinion between Ido Smith and Devontae Freeman?
2: I think we give – Ito a couple more runs because Devontae is just not executing as well as he should be executing. So I'd say Ito should run the ball more often.
0: Nice, that's a good hot take right there. All right, Joe, listen, give me score prediction and tell me, uh, tell me uh, why.
2: Um, 20 twenty. I'll go f- twenty-seven. 27 21 Falcons and I would have to say because the Col- the Colts passing game isn't as well as the um Falcons but their running back but their running game is um, well for the Colts and the Falcons is worse but I would have to say having a good receiver is better than having a good running back
0: All right there you have it 27 21 Falcons' winning that's what I like to hear that's what Falcon Nation wants to hear that's what the grit splits listeners want to hear we'll see what happens on Sunday maybe we'll get Joe back for a second interview so all right Joe meek signing out super fan Joe uh, who's your team the bucks the bucks oh what? we got a lot we'll interview you for that game after Sunday <laughs> how they do all right well we appreciate you guys uh we appreciate Joe um, follow him on Instagram at at Joe Meek 23. All right. Thank you for listening to the Grit Splits. We appreciate all you guys and everything you guys do for us. If you feel so, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And that would mean the world to us. If not, don't worry about it. We understand, but if if you feel like we we deserve it, we've earned it, uh, please give us a five-star review. We appreciate you guys as our listeners. We appreciate everything you guys are doing for us in the podcast. Uh, Go Falcons, rise up. One, two, three, four.